Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Hello all, I'm Vicki Vasilega, Director of the Clinical Special Scientist section here at ASHP, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. I'm particularly excited about this session as as a preview for one of our board certification offerings from the 2020 Mid-Year Clinical Meeting. Please enjoy the voices of your clinical colleagues as they share the latest in clinical developments. Thank you, Lena. I really appreciate it. Um, Moving on into the next session, we'll be talking about uh, vancomycin pharmacokinetics and TDM uh, implementation via Bayesian level analysis and really how that differs from traditional uh, pharmacokinetics and therapeutic drug monitoring. Over the course of the next few minutes, we'll talk about what is Bayesian analysis. We'll do some comparisons of Bayesian to traditional pharmacokinetic math that we're used to. We'll talk about some of the things that are special about Bayesian, some advantages and disadvantages, and a handful of tips for implementation that I've gained over the last four or five years. So just a warning to everyone, this is not going to be on the test, and so um, you can just listen to me for a few minutes. Um, I think it's important to set a background and understand exactly uh, what it is we're doing with Bayesian PK. Bayesian pharmacokinetics or Bayesian level analysis is based on Bayes' theorem. Um, Bayes' theorem was uh, published by the Reverend Thomas Bayes in about 1763. Uh, So as I said, this really isn't new math. It's not um, exquisitely the purest um, um, uh, use of Bayes' theorem. It's a modification called Bayesian inference. Um, I do have to send some thanks to a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Pete, who is actually a mathematician and and walked me through uh, a lot of these things. Uh, So I benefit greatly from, from his help. So Bayes' theorem really is the chance that evidence is real, is the chance that a true positive among both true and false positives. And and that's a lot of words. Uh, So let's try to simplify it. It describes how to update the chances of suppositions when given evidence, or maybe one step further, it's the probability of an event based on conditions related to that event. So really, it allows us to make some assumptions, add data, and then update our assumptions as time goes by. Some interesting things about Bayes' theorem and Bayesian statistics is that it actually assumes nothing is true. Uh, When you're implementing Bayesian level analysis, uh, you can get very deep into population PK modeling and understand that you have to factor in things like the average laboratory error of the assay that you're using in the hospital, along with the errors associated with specific population PK models. Um, It is subjective, and I use the word subjective in a uh, mathematical context in that um, Bayes' theorem and Bayesian level analysis is really kind of a way to make math something a little more subjective and a little softer as opposed to the hard line of this is either population PK 
or this is patient-specific PK uh, that we've lived with in the past. Okay, so back on track. Bayesian level analysis, as I said before, is a hybrid of traditional uh, PK or population PK and therapeutic drug monitoring with statistics. Within Bayesian level analysis and the literature and population uh, pharmacokinetics, um, you are going to come across a very specific vocabulary. And with this, I'd like to attempt to translate that kind of stats to English. So in the literature surrounding Bayesian level analysis, you're going to run into terms like the Bayesian prior and the Bayesian posterior. And as we move that closer and closer to the patient and closer to implementation in a hospital in the context of vancomycin therapeutic drug monitoring, basically we start with an assumption about the patient. As time goes by, we add data. And then given analysis of that data, we revise our previous assumption. And so where we start is a population pharmacokinetic model for vancomycin. As time goes by, we add vancomycin levels, and ultimately we end up with a representation of the patient, which is really what we've been doing since the beginning, starting with population and ending up with something that reflects the patient in front of us. So to try to compare and compass things a little bit side by side, traditional pharmacokinetics uh, for vancomycin on the left-hand side, we start in general with a population model or population constants that are generally accepted. We apply those uh, population parameters, we come up with an empiric dose, we grab a couple of vancomycin levels at steady state, we do math, and then we arrive at a patient-specific set of pharmacokinetic parameters. When we look at Bayesian analysis, we start with the same population pharmacokinetic parameters, although usually here we refer to it as a population model. We grab vancomycin levels and then we do statistics. And either the statistics are gonna say that this patient is represented by the population model we assumed at the beginning, or this patient is different and then alter the patient um, pharmacokinetic parameters to best fit the patient. And we'll take off more towards pa a patient specific set of pharmacokinetic parameters. So we've talked a lot about concepts, but this is really what the end user experience for Bayesian level analysis looks like. And Maybe at this point you're asking yourself, okay, we went from concept directly to how to use the software. Well, what about the math? How, how do I teach this to people? Um, and I'd like to leave that behind for just a minute and, and continue along this path. So if we zoom in on the previous screen, what you typically end up with, with inside of a software pro uh, a piece of software uh, used for Bayesian level analysis is graphical output uh, to interpret along with some calculated uh, pharmacokinetic parameters. Here in the picture on the left, you see the population pharmacokinetic model 
represented by the red line. This is the Bayesian prior or the population model we assumed at the beginning. We added a level, the X on the, on the graph, and the blue line represents the individual patient. So in this specific scenario, the analysis, the statistical analysis suggested that based on the information given, the patient may not be adequately reflected by the population model. And so the software has chosen to pull the blue line, the individual patient, out away from the red line, the population model, and proceed forward with a unique set of patient-specific pharmacokinetic parameters. And yes, there's a whole lot of math going on behind the scenes. But in terms of what targets and target achievement that we've spent time talking about thus far, you can see that it is, the software does give us this information. In this particular case, we have an AUC 24 of 672, which is above our target four to 600, a trough of 22, which is obviously super therapeutic. And so we would need to make a dose adjustment in this patient. So again, where do we start? How do these two things differ? So we have a literature proven association between vancomycin AUCs and clinical outcomes in staph aureus bloodstream infections. That's a note. So we've come to a fork in the road. We, according to now published 2020 multi-organizational multi guidelines, we need an AUC. So as we just learned, we have the option of a more traditional PKTDM scenario utilizing the trapezoidal method, or we can go the quote unquote new math, this Bayesian method. Dr. Ming did a fabulous job uh, with an overview of application of the traditional method and outlined uh, some very similar points. Within the Bayesian method, however, I would like to highlight specifically that we're no longer bound by steady state to, to a certain degree. Most any level will do. In fact, some would argue that maybe random levels in the middle of the dosing interval might actually be more informative to the software. We can implement strategies like limited sampling in the name of not just antimicrobial stewardship, but laboratory stewardship. However, the major drawback here is that we do need a dedicated tool or piece of software to implement Bayesian TDM. Okay, you asked for it, so here's the math. At the top, you have the option, if we're going to implement Bayesian level analysis via de dedicated software, to actually integrate the function as we learned to do in calculus class in university, or switch to go down the road of more traditional PKTDM and apply the trapezoidal method uh, for uh, AUC estimation. And I think this really illustrates why anytime I've sat down with a group of my colleagues or a group of learners and to try and teach Bayesian TDM, I do honestly try and avoid the math because the concept is very important, but ultimately 
either a pro or con, you do need implementation-specific software to do the math for you, and so it no longer becomes a stumbling block. So on to a question. The primary stumbling block in implementation of Bayesian level analysis for vancomycin PKTDM is A, implementation of Bayesian level analysis as a means to AUC-guided vancomycin dosing requires specialized software tools. B, Bayesian level analysis requires the end user to unlearn and or relearn foundational concepts of vancomycin pharmacokinetics. C, the calculations required for Bayesian level analysis are not easy to review and test learners. D, AUC-guided vancomycin PKTDM is only an alternative methodology and not truly associated with better clinical outcomes. The answer is A, as we just reviewed. B is incorrect because it's not really the foundational concepts of vancomycin PK that we're unlearning or relearning. Volume and distribution, clearance, the elimination coefficient are still all foundational and fundamental concepts of VANC-PK that the learner or end user must understand. However, the math is different. The data analysis is different. C is wrong because the calculations required for Bayesian level analysis truly are not easy to review and test learners. And I don't know that you could ever ask learners to integrate a function on a test, for example. But I think it's 2020. We have access to user-friendly, dedicated software uh, from multiple providers at this point. And so I think it's potentially time to let this go. D is incorrect because as we've discussed already, we know for a fact that AUC-guided vancomycin TDM and achievement of AUC targets is actually associated with better clinical outcomes. So the stumbling blocks again. The math is difficult and near impossible to do on pen and paper. And I do acknowledge that this is potentially a large stumbling block in the academic and or didactic um, community because with Bayesian-guided TDM for VANC, it's difficult to prove mastery in, for example, a test session. Conceptually, it's difficult for the end user as well as providers because you can't measure AUC. Um, it has to be calculated or computed or inferred or estimated. And more simply from the provider's perspective, you can't open Epic, open the order browse and order a vancomycin AUC like you would order a vancomycin trough. And so that is a stumbling block that you do have to bridge uh, in the implementation phases. So to really, it's a bit intangible, and I acknowledge that, uh, but I think the key with Bayesian uh, level analysis and AUC implementation via Bayesian analysis is um, a, from a visual perspective, uh, present the graphs, present how the models work, have people actively interact with the software to see it work, uh, and maybe you can get over this fear of the new math.
but is it really new math? So here's a, a throwback Tuesday um, to 1987. So this was a publication in clinical pharmacy um, that looked at vancomycin pharmacokinetics as implemented by Bayesian level analysis and, dose, and Bayesian guided dosing via a couple of different nomograms or traditional um, first order pharmacokinetic level analysis and math in Bayesian wins. In 1987, there were potentially a lot more barriers to implementing. I know I've, I've run up against a number of barriers in the path, but again, as I mentioned, there are now multiple options in terms of purpose-specific software um, that, is, that exists to help bridge that gap um, that is necessary for uh, Bayesian implementation. And in the end, we must adapt. Um, and this is um, the term ADAPT I use here in all caps because a long time ago when I started thinking about how to potentially implement into practice a lot of the data that was emerging about vancomycin AUC guided dosing, um, I turned to a friend and colleague, Tom Lodice, and, and said, Tom, how can I do this? What, what are my options? Um, ADAPT is a piece of software uh, that historically has been used quite frequently to calculate vancomycin AUCs. Um, there are other programs uh, like Python or the statistical package R. Um, but at the time, uh, given the opportunity to sit down with Tom and see how ADAPT works, um, you actually have to learn to program in an alternate computer language to use essentially these old DOS-based um, statistical packages. And I knew at the time that that just wasn't an option. And so um, I'm very happy now to report uh, to the audience that there are multiple options uh, on the market. A simple internet search uh, will yield multiple hits for available software for Bayesian guided uh, vancomycin uh, AUC estimation. And so this is a study from Goshen colleagues um, that looked specifically at patients with MRSA bacteremia. They did associate and corroborate the vancomycin AUC targets of greater than 400, as many other publications have done. But what I think is, is particularly enlightening here is the visual uh, from this publication that if we look at the red boxes that illustrate our historical 10 to 15 goal and the dotted line that represents the AUC of 400, we probably have in, in this particular study, we probably have just as many patients who are below AUC goal as above AUC goal within the quote unquote therapeutic 10 to 15, 10 to 20, um, excuse me, um, historical goals. One of the things we're not really sure what to do about is, as you'll notice in yellow, is we actually have patients who have either therapeutic or supertherapeutic AUCs with subtherapeutic historically trough levels, and that's an, an area of investigation um, moving forward. 
So away from Bayesian and away from AUC estimation on into a little more practical tips. And so I think these um, summarize uh, really the, um, a lot of the key points when you're thinking about AUC-guided vancomycin dosing implementation at your institution when you've chosen to go down uh, the Bayesian level analysis route. And all of these really relate back to the software because it, it is a must um, for Bayesian level analysis. So obviously the software needs to do Bayesian level, anal level analysis. There are lots of um, vancomycin PK software packages out there. Um, most of them are really quite old, and I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with them. And, but many of them don't do Bayesian level analysis and uh, really only a handful of them do. We need to make sure that um, the software very obviously reports back to the end user, the AUC calculation or estimation, because ultimately that's the target. Um, I find the graphs very insightful. I find the graphs fabulous opportunities for teaching learners and colleagues, but ultimately it's the AUC that we're looking for from the bank regimen or um, when we're uh, modeling alternate regimens for dose changes, since that ultimately is the target. And so that needs to be prominent uh, within, prominent rather to the end user. The software package needs to be able to evaluate um, ICU patients uh, or acute care patients or to be useful in multiple patient populations. Ultimately, what this translates to when you're reviewing software options for Bayesian TDM is what models, what population PK models or what Bayesian priors do you have access to within the software suite you're evaluating. Integration into um, the EHR uh, and uh, HIPAA compliance and, and legal regulation issues with data security also are very important. Um, the HIPAA compliance and data issues uh, can be rather long discussions between the pharmacy department, um, legal risk and compliance uh, within your institution, uh, as well as IT, um, but they're they're standard for software implementations uh, within an organization. And, and so uh, your administration should be familiar with them. I will take a moment to pick on integration into the electronic health records um, or the EMR. Many of the software pocket packages that are useful for implementing vancomycin uh, Bayesian level analysis have options that allow you to use them as standalone packages. Um, they're less expensive in that scenario, um, but I will caution the audience in that the end user acceptance and palability goes down dramatically because in that scenario, you then task your pharmacists or end users to manual data entry or transcription from your EMR into your PK software before you're out before you're able to do any um, level analysis or uh, individual patient simulations or dose changes, and this is this is a, a very significant stumbling block 
uh, to the end user. Um, and I speak from experience on that one. Um, cost is also uh, a stumbling block uh, that I think uh, will need to be discussed within your institution. Uh, you may have access to contracts or specialized pricing uh, through from one vendor or another because of partnerships that exist uh, between um, decision support software you may already have in place um, or through your um, uh, various purchasing groups you may belong to. Uh, so look into all of those um, as you're surveying the options uh, for software. Uh, if the path you've chosen is uh, Bayesian level analysis for your institution. Some tips for success. I can't stress it enough. Education, education, education. To your end users, to your providers, to learners, uh, some perpetually uh, recurring uh, cycle or content that's available online. Uh, it is true that historically education in terms of antimicrobial stewardship is probably the most ineffective intervention you can make. But I think in the, in the scenario of implementation here, it's vital. Continuing education sessions um, are very helpful as it also uh, gives back to the end user. User competency assessment, I think, is important. Uh, we could get into the academics of whether these are graded assessments or whether this is just a tool to make certain that your end users have used the software. Customer support responsiveness is huge from your software vendor. Um, and again, education, education, education. So the takeaways from my section, um, Bayesian-based TDM is really not new math. It's different. Um, but the basics are really still all the same, and you still really need mastery and understanding of basic, uh, basic um, vancomycin PK concepts to be successful. Unfortunately, there really is no way to home grow um, a PK service based on Bayesian AUCs. The software is specialized and is a must. And the user interface and the, use, the, the end user acceptance um, is, is really kind of a make or break in, in this scenario. And education is key uh, in the implementation of Bayesian-based TDM service. Uh, you really do have to use education to promote buy-in uh, from your team uh, for both Bayesian TDM as well as moving to AUC-guided vancomycin dosing. Thank you for joining us and listening to the great clinical content from the 2020 Mid-Year Clinical Meeting. Are you a board-certified pharmacist looking for recertification credits? Be sure to check out ASHP's recertification offerings online at store.ashp.org. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.